Ah, just having a lovely sit out in the sun or on the lounges and Lee's discovered her lounger makes a new noise. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm 31. Last time on the Work Wife Balance podcast, it all kicked off. You put the empty bottle of wine next to the bag. You will disinfect the surfaces with mm. the spray mm. using a cloth, and then you'll start cleaning the plates with the same cloth. Oh, I've left the fish in the oven! Right, get on with it. Hey, guys. So the first thing you said before we even started was, I'm in the right mood for recording the podcast. Yeah. I'm feeling it today, guys. What kind of mood does that have to be then? Like, What was your pre-feeling before the mics went live? Well, I made myself a Cosmo. <laughs> so I'm in the right mood. So I see. That's it. <laughs> She's in I've the zone. Wa- I've been watching too much Sex in the City. There's never such a thing as too much Sex in the City for you. You must have... All right, just take a big sip on the oh, mic. It's good. Anyway, mm. lockdown. It's been lifted. Finally. Oh. Beautiful singing. Thank you. What we immediately did was not, you know, something fun like go to a restaurant straight away or anything like that. You're like back to the plant centre. Yeah. But we've been doing that anyway. What's different about going to the plant centre now, now that it's lockdown lifted? Well, actually, they've got a wider variety. Uh, I've made friends at the garden centre. Another plant yeah, friend. there's Sam and Rachel. They work in the house plant section. Shout out to Sam and Rachel. You're not getting discount just because you shout them out oh. on the podcast. Hey, look, here's my podcast. Listen to two minutes <laughs> in. I shout you out. Can I have a discount on my plants, please? Thanks. It's not going to work. Actually, plant fever. Oh, no is catching on. Your sister, who was on last week's podcast, yeah. has been to her friend's house and uh, her friend's called Brit. Yeah, and uh, she's got a plant obsession, just like me. So I know that we say that Lee has a lot of plants in her house, yeah. but I would just like to know that Brit has 24 plants. Oh no, I forgot to count the bottom, ones at the bottom. Oh no, okay. 24, she has... 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 34. She has 34 and a half plants in the living room you need help i think brit's plant obsession is worse than yours because she's 34 plants that's a lot of plants isn't it did she say 34 yeah but then she's got a little factory of plants as well so she's she's doing what your parents are growing them from scratch i've got to admit it's like my idea of heaven i'd love to live in that house wow that's the goal no no no. you can that's the goal you you can we don't have kids we've only got bailey let's have Lots of plant babies what, together. Why don't you go and form a bubble with them and I'll just sit here and play the PlayStation? Well, actually, Sarah's got in touch to say, I'm with Lee with the plant obsession. I have 32 in my house and I love them all. Why have people got so many? What's wrong with like five? Just stick with five. I've got a lot of catching up to do. We've only got 16, Chris. Great. Where are we going next week? Plant Centre. This is the Work Wife Balance Podcast with my daughter Lee. And our Chris. So apart from the place where the plants live, our second home, Mm. uh, we did actually do one other thing. Go out for dinner. Yeah. And it was awesome. Awesome. I mean, we sat outside. We sat outside, freezing our tits off. Oh, it was cold. But you know what? I'm so glad that I don't have to cook anymore. What do you mean? You've never cooked in your life. I mean, we... We don't have to cook anymore. You mean I don't have to cook anymore? You don't have to cook anymore. We met some interesting characters, actually. 
we'll no, be no. This is what happens everywhere we go. <laughs> I am very quiet and I sit there like a, a proper British person. Typical and, southerner. And don't talk to a single person there, yeah. which is the British way. Whereas no, it's the you, southern way. Yeah, okay. Well, we were talking amongst ourselves and the people behind us kind of chipped into the conversation, didn't they? Because I, I asked the bloke if the apple crumble was good. But then we hooked in another couple and it was yeah. becoming like a triple... It was like a dinner party, but it was becoming none a of them threesome. were. In, well, a sixsome. It was like a dinner party, but nobody had been originally invited to that dinner party. But anyway, this couple behind us, they have been coming to that restaurant during lockdown. Now you think, well, hang on, how does that work? What they've been doing is they've been driving 40 minutes in the car to pick up a takeaway. And then because they live so far away, the food is cold by the time they get back. So they eat it in the car. <laughs> On dinner trays that they brought with them. They actually said they brought dinner trays and sat in the car. So we've probably, we, we've ordered from this restaurant during lockdown for yeah. takeaway. We've probably walked past them. For variety's sake, they parked in different places. <laughs> Do you remember that? Sometimes we sit outside the chippy. Yeah. Sometimes we go to Tesco's. They sat in the Tesco car park having a takeaway. But then again, it keeps it warm. Whatever floats your boat. So maybe you've done something like that or something else weird during lockdown. I think there's going to be loads of like stories like this. Let us know all about it. It's workwifebalancepod at gmail.com or there's Instagram, which is workwifebalancepod and Twitter, workwifebal, because we couldn't get it. Stop taking up my airtime. Now, we've already had some comments on this. Um, I asked on Twitter today, what's the most exciting thing you've done since lockdown was lifted? So Bob on Twitter says, getting out to watch grassroots football again. Oh. I suppose you can, yeah, you can watch sport now, so that's all right. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, grassroots football, I always find better than the one where they spend all the millions of pounds. <laughs> More entertaining. Well, you know, sometimes in the lower levels of football, it's actually quite funny because someone will do a slide tackle and just take a player out. Whereas... <laughs> In the, you know, the high leagues, they just touch the thing. Oh, no, my shin bone really hurts. Well, Kev says, and I don't know whether to take offence to this or not. Kev says, getting out of the house to get away from the missus. But then he adds, she's not that bad, but sometimes you do just need a break. <laughs> is, that what, is that where you're going for your runs on your own at the moment? I don't know how to tell you this, Kev, but you could leave the house during lockdown. It's not after lockdown was lifted that you're now. allowed, you're released from your house. You're going to blow his mind now. He's going to go, what? Maybe he meant going to the pub. Um, <laughs> and talking of pubs, Kaylee says, the best thing she's done since lockdown was lifted was freezing her tits off in the beer garden. Like we did. Yeah. That's a good way to spend it. Something else I've noticed at work. Now, we don't talk about work too much, but this is one. Is there any other job apart from what you do and what I do, so radio and telly, where you would stand up to the crowded office of your peers and respected, esteemed colleagues and go, I'm going for a wee, and then just walk away? You don't have to do it in any other job, do you? I need a wee. I'm do you need back. to say that? Yes. Why? Because if I, if I... Right, think about it like this. Let's say I'm presenting at the BBC, right? Okay. And there's a colleague of mine working on the show with me. Yeah. There are two options. I stand up and walk away during a song. They're going to absolutely panic, aren't they? Oh, but, so you have to tell so them. I have to go, in case you're wondering, I'm going for a wee. What do you do when you're on the telly? Oh, well, I don't go to the toilet midway through a reading the news, do I? Sorry, viewers, <laughs> I'm just going to go. No, you do it in a long package. No, of course not. When I was on the radio and you heard a song that was longer than six minutes... Is that when you went to the toilet? Guaranteed, I wasn't there. So everybody listening, when you're listening to your favourite DJ and they put on that long track, you know what they're doing. Stairway to heaven. (laughs) 
and that's what's going on. Lads, lads, lads. Now, we saw Mama and Papa Milner. Yeah, not so long ago, Not so long ago. We hadn't seen them since, what, November? Pre-Christmas. Pre-Christmas. We went for a little walk locally and we got talking about my DT lessons. Oh, yeah. Remember your school days. My cooking. I always like finding out about your childhood. It always makes me laugh. It's embarrassing. And hearing the stories from Mama and Papa Milner, it's It's always funny the way they tell them, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, not how I remember at all. But the, the best one that they tell is they were telling me about how an amazing cook you used to be. The story that my mum and dad always tell is the time that I gave the whole class food poisoning. I decided, because you could make whatever you want. I don't okay. think, think really cared, to be honest, as long as it looked all right. Um, I decided to make a chicken casserole. Chicken's the, the one ingredient where if you don't get it quite right, it can cause a problem. So my mum took it out of the freezer, but I think it'd been in the freezer for, I mean... Oh, so hang on, this is a new part of the story. So now you're offloading the blame to your mum before we get I'm just into saying, the... that the night before, like you do as a kid, I yeah. said I need some chicken for my DT class. So she said, ego, have this. And then I think, like, you know, I might have left it on the kitchen side for quite a long time. So oh, it, like, nice. half defrosted. And then I made this chicken casserole, but cooked it for about 10 minutes in the cooker. At school? Yeah. And then I dished it up to everybody. And then they ate it? Well, actually... Can't believe they ate no, it. No, what happened, was, I remember it, there was five of us, right? My friend Lucy, Cherie, Fliss, and someone else. And basically, I, I served it up. And Lucy, my good friend, she knew that I couldn't cook. So you know what she did? Go on. She, like, had a bin next to her. So she kind of like just gently started to slide the dish into the bin and she emptied it. I can't understand why your teacher was allowing the rest of the class to eat chicken. We had to to taste everybody's. Yeah, but there's no health and safety. Cherie was instantly sick. Fliss and the other girl had to go home with food poisoning. Wow. You haven't cooked since. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. What about you? Did you did you do any like school projects, memorable school projects? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, because I have three younger brothers, so when it came to school projects, I always had to do it properly. Did you have to make a like a wattle and daub hut? A what? That you made out of mud and paper mache and oh, stuff. Oh, paper mache, yeah. Yeah, but it was supposed to be a wattle and daub. Oh, right. It's like, you know, what they used to use in Viking days, probably. So we did this thing, and obviously I didn't make this building. My parents spent ages, you know, constructing it. Yeah, 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 because I didn't know how to do it. I was seven. Okay. So they took charge of that, which is fine. I was very happy to let them do it. I think it just gave them something to do, to be honest. We'd have to do a massive project. We went to visit... Hastings, and then you'd have to write about the history of the stones and stuff. So we did all these, and you had to take a picture to prove that you'd been. The following year, when my younger brother Sam was asked to do the same project, exactly the same project by the same teacher, they couldn't be bothered to do it all again. Right. So instead of him trekking all the way to, you know, Stonehenge, Mm. or the Battle of Hastings or whatever, Mm. they just photoshopped his head onto mine. What? (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) And also... 
Photoshop wasn't brilliant about <laughs> 20 years ago. It really looked bad. His head was a lot bigger. A really a also, lot bigger. Also, the angle, like if you're kind of standing to the oh, side. Yeah. So the picture of him was taken front on. And the picture of me, I was standing at the side. <laughs> Did he get a good grade? Did well, he pass? It, hilariously. So I got an A. Right. And he got an A minus. Oh, and I think that was the teacher going, I, I can't I really call yeah. you out on this, but I, I, it's so obvious that you've just copied and pasted the same project. So that's what we did. I mean, it's clever. That's what it is. I don't know if they spent more time Photoshopping. I can see us doing that when been. we have kids. Yeah, but it might have been quicker just to do the project again because the Photoshopping took days. I love the fact that you went to like, you know, the Battle of Hastings. Guess where we went? I know where you went. It's really funny. We went to Drax. Yeah, but what is Drax? The power station. <laughs> <laughs> that was your school trip. Thanks, school, for taking us to a power station. And did you learn about how power was made? I learned about going that bit. I think other people do this with the projects, especially if you've got multiple children. Like, mm. if we have two kids, mm. the second child is having all of the first child's projects. There's no way I'm making two wattle and daub castles. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm going to be making... One masterpiece of a of a wattle and daub thingy, and then the other one's going to have it. But if anyone else has done something like that, I want you to confess now. Surely now. We want to hear about all the cop-outs, basically. Yeah. We want to hear how you cheat the system. And, and can we have any tips on how to do that, please? To make our lives, when I mean, we're not parents yet, we need to start learning these essential tricks. It's like essential life hacks. Tricks. Life yeah, hacks for exactly. kids. What should we know now? <laughs> Monday's fun day. Do you remember Bath Mat Gate of 2017? We we talked about this before on the podcast. We actually talked about it on the radio the other day, and they were desperate to know what our biggest ever argument was. So we just had to really go into Bath Mat Gate, which was the subject of episode six. So yeah. if you want to know the ins and outs of the fact that we moved the Bath Mat backwards and forwards for a year. <laughs> Very passive aggressive. <laughs> Didn't say anything to each other for Not a, a whole year. And I got so fed up of me moving it forward and, and then you moving it back, it back yeah. that I just threw it out in the end. And then we moved, and then we moved house. house. I was talking to my mum in the car having one of our catch-ups that go on for about an hour. Yeah. Well, she told me they've been having a similar sort of battle which has lasted apparently 35 years. That's oh, a bit longer than our one. Just a bit. You know when you wash up and you have your... Um, Oh, what's it called? It your side things that you your put drain, your plates like, in. What you dra- what you drain your dishes on? Yes. Right. right. Well, because it goes on the side, and we I still do it today. Your dad always just washing up after tea. Right. So when he's washed up and wiped down, he'll push it to the edge. He likes it to the edge of <laughs> the back of the sink, and I'll go in and I'll move it forward. <laughs> We've done it for thirty-five years now. Don't even know what it's about. It's just that. I'm a bit of a control freaking out, and I like things to be in its place. She never fails to surprise me, my mum. Drying rack gate is a new one from Drying them. rack gate, wow. 35 I just, years. Yeah. But they're still, the, thing, the difference with them is that they're still doing still it. Still doing it. And they both know it. <laughs> and they just don't care. They don't care. They're just like, yep, I'm just going to keep on doing it. And now they've shared it with the whole world. So I know that we've asked this on our last podcast, but I really do want to hear from people who have had ongoing passive-aggressive battles over like, maybe it's which way the toilet roll is on the holder. Definitely. Or leaving the toilet seat up and down. That's a classic. Although we're down, fully down. Anyway, (laughs) let's not go into it. But if you've got a kind of raging war that's been going for years, and I'm talking, you know, nobody has spoken of it. That's what we want to know. These are the big issues 
of the day. Of our time. Of our time, people. Get in touch. Sends an email. Workwifebalancepod at gmail.com Let's go to our emails because we've had so many that we just haven't been able to get through in the last few episodes. Victoria has been on and says, here is my cat snoring. Oh, more animals oh my- <laughs> snoring. This is just going to run <laughs> for the whole like, series. It become a feature now. This whole series should just be called Snoring Animals. It started with you snoring and now it's just an, a feature about animal snoring. But so, at least I like, I like it. Let's hear it. So apparently every week people send us their animal snoring. This one is a cat called Scarlet. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? I didn't know that cats really snored. Well, this isn't the only cat that we've been sent snoring this week. Oh. Richard has been in touch. He says, I listen to your podcast on a Sunday evening and I find it very amusing. That's good, isn't it? (laughs) I've sent you a link to my cat video. Uh, Here it is snoring. Keep up the great work, you two. He says, thanks, Richard, so much for the email. Although I think the problem with this feature is that everyone is always reminded that I that snore, snore like a wild animal. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm pleased. Sarah, who I used to work with, who's really amazing, has a very much loved dog called Stan. Great name. And they put up with a lot from Stan because Stan is an absolute snoring monster. <laughs> I love the fact it's called Stan as well. You like animals that are named after like human names. Like I know cameraman Joe at work. He has uh, Kevin the rabbit. I like Kevin's a great name for a rabbit, especially. Kevin. I like d- dogs called Dave. I like or human names for animals. Steve. Steve the dog. Ruff. I've got one from Mike, uh, Mike Sparks, who says, I've been doing up an MGTF on lockdown. I think that's a car, isn't it? Is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. I'm a key worker in a secondary school, but this is my let-off steam project. Ah, you see? That's good. I know someone who was building a car from scratch by ordering all the parts off of eBay, who I used to work with. It's a lot of effort. It was a lot of effort, but then I think one day he drove it to work, and it was just amazing, but then it broke down. Oh. (laughs) The moral of the story, just buy the car. Got another Mike who's sent us an email. This is Mike Gibbons. Yeah, he says, well done both on the podcast. Good listen. Good listen. This is really funny because my granddad used to always say to us, hmm, that dinner was pretty good. <laughs> it was never like an amazing dinner. Hey, no- I will take good. <laughs> Nothing was ever like amazing. It was just, oh, I quite like that. Now he says, he says um, I've just caught up with episode three and Kit Kats. Oh, it's the argument as to whether Kit Kats are biscuits or chocolates. Yes, he says, as the ex... Oh, wow. He's the ex-managing editor of Three Counties Radio. Oh, blimey. That's what? amazing. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. What are you doing now? Yeah. <laughs> Listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I reckon Radio Leeds should be employing Gary for the station I dance. What, so the, the voices that they go, this is Three Counties Radio. Oh, this is BBC Radio don't Leeds. Don't tell him that. You'll end up doing that, won't you? So I get him to do a sample? Yeah. This is should his audition. We? Should we really? Should we do a demo tape for him without him knowing and Bit. send it off? Big Gazza's demo tape. Oh, right, might end up doing that. He says, um, by the way, if he's a Northern Soul fan, does he know that Bledsoe in Bedfordshire, my village, has a special place in Northern Soul history because it hosted all-nighters in the 1970s in a barn down the River Great Ooze. And they used to break records there. Um, they have an annual reunion where they still dance. The DJs are the same, just 50 years older. 
<laughs> my dad would like that. Yeah. Well, we, we go, go to that one, yeah, don't we? We go to the one named Boston, Boston Glidodrome, don't oh, we? Oh, yeah. We very often we've been to that one about three or four times, like in the last few years. Obviously, we can't go at the moment, but. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, when all this calms down, we'll come over to Bedfordshire and you can give us a night out. That'd be good. That'd be good. I'd enjoy that. We might bring Gary if he's lucky. <laughs> few more messages claire says sunday mornings are now all about coffee marmite on crumpets and listening to the podcast we appreciate that oh thanks claire i like marmite on crumpets i i concur Uh, (laughs) rob says i did my washing up listening to you you should have settled on the joint surname mero mero i don't think so i love it and just one final one from our friend and broadcaster dr chris headland oh hi chris he says uh honestly gary has been the breakout star Ah, thanks. As a fellow Yorkshireman, I find the sonic contribution, (laughs) flippin' heck, of a proper Yorkshire accent, wholesome and reassuring. This is the lockdown content we all need. You know what? You're blocked, Chris. No, I'm starting to regret all those elocution lessons. I could be on, like, BBC One Strictly Come Dancing now if I kept my Yorkshire accent. What, as the Northern Contingent? Yeah. You could represent, couldn't you? (laughs) Represent. The Yorkshire Posse. (laughs) Don't forget, you can subscribe on Twitter, Insta, and send us an email. Workwifebalancepod at gmail.com. I'll tell you what, that Cosmo. Does it make it a better episode? It it was a good one. Gary knows what episode number it is as well. Seven! Oh. How many of those have you got him to do? Too many up my sleeve. I've got another one coming in a second. He as loves well. it, doesn't he? Also, a little bit of a bonus for this episode. You can see the concept art. It looks like a child's drawn it. I drew that and gave it to Mel for the artwork. How dare you? She only had that to basically create form the masterpiece. The masterpiece that is the logo. That'll do, pig. That'll do.